What is going on, everyone? My name is Josh Kaplan. And I'm Solomon Barry, and welcome to the third episode of Round the Realm. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to our first two episodes. We are so excited to be bringing you some fun content today. Here with us, we have the man, the myth, the legend. That's right. You guys all know him and you love him. Andrew Gassaway. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. I just played pickup and now I'm what, silently watching the uh, playoff game between the Lakers <laughs> and the Blazers in the background. It's good I to... won't get too distracted, but if I do, just yell at me. It's good to know we have your undivided attention. <laughs> <laughs> it's, on, it's on far away in the background with no noise, so don't worry. Only the best for our around-the-round viewers. Only the <laughs> best for you. <laughs> yeah, so we are so excited to have you with us today, Gasway. Um, we we've got a lot of things that we want to talk to you about, pick your brain about. We've got some fun segments ahead. But with that, we're going to jump right into Hot Seat. Um, if you guys haven't listened before, Hot Seat is basically where we just sit down with our guests and we pick their brain and ask them a bunch of questions. So we are just going to jump right into it. Now, if you don't know, Andrew Gasway is – an official employee, correct me if I'm Ron Gassaway, nope. for Spikeball? Hey. No, uh, full-time contractor. Full-time so contractor. The only thing I do, uh, technically, or the only thing I was supposed to do this year uh, was work for Spikeball, but not with, like, you know, benefits and cool things like that. Right. Um, just doing straight work for them um, outside of the company. But right. But kind of inside the company. Okay, so as a full-time contractor, what were you going to be doing this year and probably going to be do, doing next year, excuse me? Yeah, so um, this year, the plan uh, was, as of March, you know, uh, everything shut down. With COVID, I, so I quit my job, right? I worked at Panera um, full-time for a while, um, and then I quit uh, two weeks before the season, before San Francisco, um, because... People were like, yeah, go ahead, quit, get the get the stream computer ready. We got a brand new laptop that we were ready to, like, debut and have some cool, you know, replays and graphics and things like that for this year that our computer could handle. Um, but I quit uh, and started preparing that. I quit on a Friday, and then the, uh, the next Monday, COVID hit and shut down everything. And so we canceled our first, like, two or three tournaments. Uh, maybe we just canceled San Francisco or announced that we – canceled san francisco but internally we were like yeah this is probably not going to happen uh like the next month of april um so i was like okay well crap like that sucks like uh, i don't know what to do i had worked maybe like 10 hours uh for spike ball before covid hit and then uh just kind of nora and i were like all right well let's make a plan for if we don't have a season and let's see what happens and see if we can fill in some hours but the plan was uh, if we did have tournaments, um, I would be taking the spike van to every tour stop, um, wow. except for maybe a couple of West Coast tour stops. Uh, but I would take the van, and then on Fridays, I would set up uh, the tournament with Nora, um, you know, pick her up from the airport. We, we go set up the tournament, paint lines, um, mm-hmm. decide where the pro court is going to be and the, like, tournament headquarters and stuff like that. Um, just, you know, Friday tournament setup stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then Saturday I would run the stream, uh, for the entire tournament. So we would have a, a nice stream with commentators and replay and cool stuff like that for the entire season, every tour stop. We were really pumped about that. Um, something we were working on and that's what they were paying me for. And then I would wow. drive to the next city, um, edit the previous weekend stuff and, 
post it and, you know, get some nice content out there during the week. Um, but obviously that didn't happen. But that's supposed to happen for the whole season. Um, but right now, um, I, <laughs> I'm i trying to fill my hours. Um, I'm trying to, you know, get paid, but it's tough. Mm-hmm. There's not any, like, live, like, stuff from Spikeball happening. Right, so, right. A couple weeks ago, I got the opportunity to go to Michigan um, to, like, stream a tournament. And so I got a couple hours there. Yeah. And, like, that tournament for me was kind of to set up, like, what we wanted the future of, like, recording to be, just to get an idea what it's like. And we can talk about that later. But, um, yeah, I'm just trying to fill in hours. You know, we have Feature Fridays on Instagram and yep. YouTube. Um, Check those doing. out if you haven't, guys. A SRA on YouTube and Instagram. Um, but I've been doing those videos, and those are nice, and, you know, trying to do some fun editing things for um, – highlights just to make different kinds of highlights um yeah for athletes, yeah but and even a, a, a quick follow-up to all that and just even uh just off the bat like really really appreciate you being willing to travel and do all that production i know it's a, a long process to do all that and we've, we've come a long way since the days of periscope and different things like that um so just really really appreciate that but um were the streams that we were going to see this year similar to the stream that we saw at nationals or are we taking it even another step forward in terms of production and streaming yeah and with that where do you see the next let's say five years of you know round net production at least from spike ball where do you think that's going to be what level so that's a little bit of a loaded question because i have a lot of uh ideas and um everything's like up in the air because like we don't even know like if we're gonna have a season next year if it's safe to have you know hundreds of teams fly out um wherever right you know to have a 200 300 team tournament because like some of our tour stops like even though the like pro premier division was getting maybe 24 to like 36 teams maybe um like advanced and intermediate we're getting a stupid amount of teams right tough tough to have those, you know, during COVID. Right. We don't know what next year is going to look like, but uh, yeah, streams. um, So if you guys don't know, I'm going to shout out a non round net channel. There's this channel called Joe mess pro. Uh, If you're into disc golf, you should know uh, who they are. If you're into disc golf, Um, if not, go check them out. Um, They're, they have insanely high levels of production for YouTube. Um, And so they, i I don't know if they broadcast or not. I've never caught anything live, but their post-production for their disc golf tournaments is pristine. Yeah, like, incredible. Great replays, great graphics, great on-screen stats and, like, things. Luckily, with, like, disc golf, it's, like, a slower pace than round that right. So, like, they yeah. can have, like, more of that stuff on screen. But I'm trying to take inspiration from them and maybe turn that into what we do Um for SRA broadcasting. And I've kind of played around with the idea. I know a lot of, a lot of people love live content, um, but if we can make like a product 10 times better um, recorded and post uh, or recorded and posted um, after the fact and maybe just give live updates through like Twitter, Instagram, whatever um, during the tournament and maybe have like a phone live stream, I think I'm kind of like leaning towards that's okay with me too yeah um and obviously like for the giant tournaments like the grand slams and nationals i like we have to have a stream like those are and regionals those are too huge and like matter like more than a regular tour stop i would say and people like care about that more so definitely 
we want, you know, a live stream at those at least, you know, eight, nine, ten-ish tournaments. Um, or nine tournaments, I guess. Four Grand Slams, four regionals and nationals. Um, yeah, because people care about those. And then maybe the other tour stops are just, uh, you know, filmed. And we film a bunch of the games. I edit the highlights together and we have a cool, you know, like transition, smooth transition throughout a recap of the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. it's, you know, highlighted and it's cool. And well, we've and even, stuff. we've even seen before um, with some of the content that how to round that has put out, especially the match of mammal against boisterous. There was a lot of positive feedback to something yeah. like that, even though it had happened, I think a, a week or two or even more than that before they had put it out, but everyone was, commenting on it and talking about like we would much rather see this high quality um product as opposed to a laggy live stream exactly and the thing is like right now where we're at with tournaments um i I get this question a lot people are like why is spike ball not like getting espn out like every single tournament um one obviously and, and that's like exaggerated like obviously people understand that espn is expensive and like we have to pay to be on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Like ESPN is at, like looking at Roundnet and they're like, we have to cover every single one of their tournaments, right. no matter how small. Like we got to cover it. Like that's just not that's like them covering every cornhole tournament. Like, right. Pe- not enough people know at least how cool Roundnet is yet. Uh, but obviously that's what I'm trying to do. You know, get people right. into watching and like we know as the Roundnet community how fantastic uh, it is to watch the sport. Um, and how it can be as people get better in the future years. The reason that we don't have like crazy good national streams at every tournament is because like in the past, it's either been like Mike White or myself and like no one else. Like there's only like one person to uh, stream these events and that uh, and that person usually was not paid. So like I was paid to do a couple of them last year, uh, but it was very unofficial. It was like, hey, we'll like pay you to come out. It's like, okay, cool, right, but like, right. they're not paying me to do anything in the week with the footage, and so, like, we didn't do anything with the footage, right? you know, and that's why we lost a lot of streams last year, um, that, and they were recorded in a wrong file format, um, but mistakes, it happens, you learn things. Uh, anyway, I think, th- like, a huge aspect of the future of Roundup Broadcasting is just more people being involved, and more yeah. people being paid to be involved, so if I'm the only one, like, there's only so much I can do. I can only operate right. one camera at right. a time for recording things. You know, I can throw some on tripods, but then I have to like watch them and blah, blah, blah. Like it's annoying. But I think for me, and one thing that I'm like, you know, advocating for, for Spikeball to do is invest in more people at yeah. tournaments dedicated to either broadcasting or filming. Um, because in post, ideally I would get it down fast enough that i can edit things within one week um and everything yeah. is posted by the next tournament um and then we clear it out and yeah and just keep pumping that content tournament. out um but if that if that's the only thing i'm doing you know and i'm getting paid to do that for a week if it's a 40 hour 50 hour job per week like there's somebody dedicated to do that and i was really excited about this year because spike ball was investing in me and they were like hey we will pay you to yeah. have this be your only job like you work 40, 50 hours for us all week doing SRA stuff. Like, that's great. Like send it, go do it. And I was like, let's go. So that's, that's where I see is just more people um, being involved so that we can have higher productions. Um, 
also, side note, streaming and filming, like trying to do <laughs> both. Uh, for people who are like, oh, why not both? Why can't we have like a super sick stream right. and super edited stuff after? It's like, it's it's tough to do with one person. And when I say tough, I mean like literally impossible. Right. So right, and when you're the only person myself. doing it, you just don't have the manpower to make that yeah. happen, which makes a ton of sense. Yeah. So I mean, we're we're hearing it here from you, Gasly, but it sounds like there are some bright things and some promising things in store for the future of Roundnet production. Um, just some. Some exciting things to be thinking about, too. I'm um, really, really excited and um, expectant to see where this yeah. all goes. Um, Just yeah. wait until we have World's Qualifier tournaments. Because oh, I was man. about to pump out some super sick stuff for World's Qualifier. Some fun, fun content. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah, jumping into our next question. Kind of shifting gears a little bit. You know, we know you like to do a lot on the production side of things. But we also know that you like to play a good bit around that, too. So... Thinking, thinking about that, what is your biggest round net pet peeve? Um, probably two things. Uh, one's an actual pet peeve and one is not. Uh, <laughs> first one, people with good serves. I just hate that. Like, um, <laughs> so yeah. If you have a good serve, you're my pet peeve. Like the Prestons and the Riders of the world, just like Tyler's and PJ's, just – Stop it with your good serves. Just, just gentlemen, serves it, serve it on, please. Preston, uh, we know I'll, you're listening to this. Time. You need to chill with your serves, man. For Gasway's <laughs> yeah, sake, like, come on, Preston, come on. Do I it heard for Gasway. acing me. I heard Michael Preston. Sue, stop acing me. <laughs> Five thousand times, I swear. Oh I mean, you know, here, here around the realm, Michael Sue is is a treasure to us and a, a dear, dear friend. <laughs> and so, you know. I wouldn't be too upset if we saw a couple more aces out of Michael sometime in the future. He is yeah, go win tournaments against other people, not me. <laughs> I mean, just to just to leak this, uh, he is playing with Chandler in Utah on the 29th. Oh man, that's about to be so many aces, which will be oh, a, a fairly big tourney, I think. So, Ooh. oh man, big right. Michael um, So my your other pet peeve that's an actual pet peeve. Um, we were kind of talking about it earlier, but uh frederick i love you as a human being if you're listening to this uh but i hate it you're not the only one that does it but i hate it when people like say the score as they're serving or like say the score and serve like immediately Ooh, like, yeah that's, that's really the annoying. worst or when like you ace somebody and then you walk to your spot and serve this like next serve against your partner it's like that's so like degrading to me it's like yeah. chill just a second like Give me a second, please. I'm yeah. going to recoup. Especially because, like, you're still processing what they said the score was. And then, yeah. oh, they cut it past you. Okay. Uh, right. Well, I don't know what to call there, but it didn't feel right. <laughs> yeah, and then you're, like, not ready to, like, serve receive. And I need, like, probably more time than anyone to, like, get my mind ready to serve receive anyway. So, mm-hmm. like, when you go fast, that really throws me off. And it's almost a guaranteed ace. But – you shouldn't feel good about that ace. <laughs> it's like, I wasn't ready to, to receive. It's just, yeah. And, like, that's just the thing. Like there's, there are people, you know, that like, they're like ready to go and they just want to like, they know they have a good serve and they want to get it out and just like do it. Like, I'm sure there's no malintent, but. Let's go into the next question. And it's something I've wondered for a while. How many instruments can you play? And it doesn't have to be, <laughs> it doesn't have to be at a professional level. But just how many okay. have you had so, any training at? 
for anyone listening who doesn't know, Andrew Gassaway is just one heck of a musician. Like, if, if you ever meet this dude in person, you got to get him to sit play. down and play for you. Like, I, like, like he went to college Gassaway. for it. He yeah. went to college for it. Come on now. Come on now. We, we know you got okay, some skill. So, <laughs> I went to school for viola performance. Um, I grew up playing viola. Uh, for those of you that don't know what a viola is, um, it, it reads its own clef called alto clef. Um, no other instrument reads it, but it's a, basically a bigger violin uh, with that's a little lower. Has the same strings as a cello, but is played like a violin. Um, anyway, that's what I went to college for. Um, I was super devoted to classical music, and it was sick. Um, and so I grew up playing viola. Then I learned violin, cello, bass. Um, and then in college, I oh wanted goodness. to be a worship leader for a while. Heck yeah. I learned guitar, and I learned uh, – I can – find myself find my way around a drum set but I'm yeah there we go <laughs> i wish i was better i would love lessons josh i would love hey, to I, teach I got me you guys be come play That'd around that with me teach me your yes. skills in round net and i'll teach you set okay you are like a thousand times better than i am <laughs> nah. <in round net. laughs> nah. anyway um but i play yeah drums and I, I'm a lot better at hand percussion, specifically cajon. Oh, um, yes. But I've played a djembe. Um, but that's, like, yes. a lot easier because it's only kick and snare, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that a lot easier than a drum set. Um, and then, I, you know, I, like, would flirt around with a uh, ukulele um, in college when I was like, man, I'm going to impress the girls with my ukulele <laughs> uh, So, but... So what I'm hearing here is that, you know, post tourney instead of you know going out and having a big party or something we just said gasaway puts on a one-man concert for bro we, we put out into the tournament do we make a massive campfire bring out some s'mores <laughs> gasaway leads us in some campfire songs hey and no, michael sue sings and michael sue sings oh yes 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 michael's voice is so good also uh if you want anybody at a post round net tourney uh guitar jam session it's Addison Powers. Oh, I've he, heard yes. him knows every song ever. Like he's so good at guitar. Like yes. he's amazing. He just like he knows the songs to play to get people to sing. Like it's not just like he's like oh, I, this is a throwback and you guys might know not know who he is. Uh, but his name's uh, Kyle Kirkman from oh, Nashville. Mm-hmm. I played him. Um, yeah. So like he used to be like an OG like way back when. Uh, but he's super good at guitar. Um, but he's like more of like an artist that like writes his own songs and like stuff like that. And that's his guitar. But like Addison's like the guy who like knows songs to play to like get everybody like involved and sing in. And like, he's the campfire guy for sure. Okay. So so hear me, hear me out here. The first tournament of 2021 Gasway, you're playing the fiddle. Addison's playing the guitar. (laughs) Michael Sue is saying, and I'll bring my cajon and we'll jam out and have a little campfire sing along after the tournament. And I'll just, I'll just sit and and take it all in with awe. Exactly. Sure, sure. All right, that's a done deal. I don't play the fiddle though. The, but also, (laughs) the the musician in me has to say it. But the fiddle is not an instrument; it's a style of playing the violin. I'm editing. Uh, I'm I'm editing that out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i wish but legitimately like i've wanted to learn how to like fiddle so bad like do it i've wanted to like since i started playing viola right here <laughs> yeah for real i need to like learn this it. is why you have to post turning campfire sing along 
All right. All right. Back to some. And now the most important question. That's oh, right. We ask it every episode because here at Round the Realm, it's what we're all about. Why Solomon, are you obsessed with this? Solomon, Solomon and take it away. Guessway, take it away. Tell the world. What is your favorite cereal? Oh my gosh. I, ju- I don't know what your obsession with cereal is. It's important. It. it tells you everything so. about a person. Does it? It really yeah. does. For example, if you okay. say that you're a c- cinnamon life kind of person, we know you like cinnamon life. So I would say, <laughs> I, what is cinnamon life? Is that like off brand cinnamon? Let's French? go. What? Let's go. No. You did yes. not just yes, say that. Yes, let's go. You did not you? just say that. Is it off, cinnamon is it life brand? is fantastic. No, it's not off brand. It's life cereal. Guess what? I'm not even the biggest oh, okay. fan of it. Have you never heard of life oh, cereal? Oh, like life cereal. Oh. Okay. Well, I, I've heard of that. I've heard of that. Oh, that like, hits come deep. On now. That hits deep. But cinnamon flavored life. Dude, yes. something something tells me okay. Gasway's not a big cereal guy. I I'm, I'm getting don't eat breakfast. I never eat breakfast. We're talking late night snack. Okay. Favorite cereal. Uh, go for it. Just not my <laughs> cereal's not my <laughs> go to snack. But if I had to choose, um like cereal's okay every once in a while. Uh, when I would work at church camp, we would only have like five options. Which, <laughs> five options is like a decent amount. But they were all like bad. Like I hate it all. They're like <laughs> Boston Flakes, but and they're all they're always the off brand. We never bought like, oh because it's cheaper. It's cheaper. Yeah, so, yeah, right. We would always have like the Fruity Pebbles, like off brand, which I didn't like. The Frosted Flakes off brand. Wait, wait, I didn't wait, wait, wait. Like. You don't like Fruity Dino Bites? Whatever they are, <laughs> dude. They just give me you, some Fruity Dino Bites. If they oh. touch milk, if they touch milk, <laughs> they get like. They become like paper mache. That's why it's you like eat gross. them in the first two minutes. <laughs> oh, they're so bad. Oh, anyway, dude. um, so yeah, we would have those. I need a favorite. And then we would have like <clears throat> raisin bran is okay. Oh. It's not my favorite. But it's okay. <laughs> you just it's all right. I would say probably like the Reese's. Uh, the Reese's, Reese's puffs. Reese's, Reese's, Reese's puffs. Yeah, Reese's puffs. That's what they're called. Okay. Those. Or Captain Crunch. Not the berry kind. Okay. I hate the berry kind. Cra- oh, Captain, are, Cr- Captain are, Crunch regular. Those are kind of the same like same kind of cereal. Like different flavors, but they have the same crunch aspect. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, all right. And they're sugary. You have... They're both sugary. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're big fans of sugary cereal, so that's totally fine. Oh, yes, we are. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is good, but like oh. I, can't, oh. I can't eat more Blast- than one bowl of this it. This is blasphemy. <laughs> What? You don't like it? No, no, no. Or you do like that it? That you're not, like, proclaiming your undying love for Cinnamon mm-hmm. Toast Crunch. Oh. No, it's it's okay. Like, uh... I can't eat more than one bowl of it. If I eat more than one bowl, it's, like, way too much cinnamon, way too much sugar. What? No! Like, uh, oh. I can't. But I can eat Captain all Crunch right, all day. All right, all right. I think we got to go to the next segment. <laughs> yeah, too much. No, this, is, this is just, I'm, I am saddened. And the this. only time I've ever been disappointed talking to Gasway is right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint you. In no, hey, I, I still love you, Gasway. Uh, I do too. Thanks. <laughs> all right. Um, so ne- on to the next segment. Uh, it's a fun one. We do it every time. It's called Player Comparisons. And... Gasway today you're going to be comparing different board games to different uh to random people in the community you get to pick who and we're going to start okay. you off with monopoly yikes who is monopoly in the community yeah i should have mm-hmm. thought about this 
Um, okay, let's think about some aspects of Monopoly. So, lots of property. So, they're probably wealthy. Um, <laughs> maybe wealthy from all their tournament wins. Ooh. So, probably Chiswick Showalter. Okay. Interesting. Um, and it's, so, and it's yeah. a classic game. Yeah, that's, it's a, like that's what I was thinking game. too, Solomon. And, like, everyone knows, like, everyone knows Monopoly, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And everyone knows CS because they're, that's like, on true. top of the world. You're you know? right. So, yeah, the only, I like that. The only thing I will say is when I read Monopoly, I immediately thought of Kevin Bailey's passion for Monopoly. Ooh. Because okay. if you watch the podcast or the video that Preston made about it, Kevin was pissed that he lost at Monopoly. Yeah, like, he, got, he got pretty intense. Mm-hmm. He put in effort. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we here at Round the Room, we don't discriminate. Go check out that podcast by HDR. They're putting out great content. It is it is hilarious to watch Kevin during that game of Monopoly. <laughs> I, I love it. It was – when I saw the title, I was very intrigued. I was like, interesting. I, like, that, it's cool that they're, like, changing it up. Yeah, I like It's not it. just, like, them mm-hmm. sitting down – talking like which is great you know and obviously we're doing it right now but it was cool especially for well, a video podcast to like change it up and like do something cool and like give us something to like watch all right good to know guys we would rather be on hdr's podcast it's fine that is not true <laughs> also freaking preston missed his chance when i was at the spike house and didn't get me on his podcast all right, so well, we, got you on. we got you on we got you on all right all jumping right. into our next it. board game we have Catan. Settlers of Catan, thank you for saying Catan, by the way. Uh, it is Catan is one of my favorite board games. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. That it, I mean, a lot of people might be like, like people in the board game community might be like, oh, you're, you're like, like I would say snobs would be like, oh, you're like basic. Because like Catan is like what? the no, like, no, no, no. entry. Well, <laughs> so in the board game community, Catan is like the entry level like strategy board game. So it's like, it's pretty family friendly and like, you know, you can play with your family, yeah. and like it, you won't get bored necessarily playing Catan. Um, but it's like beginner level strategy, and I'm not saying that the Roundnet team that this compares to is beginner level by any means. <laughs> but I think they're not as heavy as like Frederick Hinkle is like all strategy, like so much strategy, it's ridiculous. Uh, so not Frederick Hinkle uh, for Catan, but I would say like anchored. If you ever Whoa, like hear about anchored okay. and their defensive strategy, it's like something that anybody can adopt and like make happen. But right? no one they make it sound so simple. But no one's gonna do it as well. Exactly. And Catan's polished and people know what and it everybody is. Everybody knows Whoa. what it is. People All right. know anchored. I like it. So that's a that's a clean one. I like that. All right. Yeah. Okay, so another I would say this is another family favorite, uh, for just a quick game night in Jenga. Mm. Okay. This is, like, I was looking at this list a little bit. Um, spoiler alert. They sent me the, the list before the podcast. Um, we do it every time. The, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I was looking at it, and this is probably the hardest one. I think everyone else is like, okay, I can see. Uh, but I'm going to say, this is a weird connection. <laughs> Jenga reminds me of Kenny Ortega because <laughs> Kenny Ortega falls every three <laughs> seconds. He is always falling. It's true. Like, falling or diving, whatever you want to call it. Uh, You're not wrong. Like, whether he's setting, yeah. whether he's hitting, even serve receive. Like, he'll dive on serve <laughs> receive, and that's, like, unheard of. You're right. So, 
Jenga or tumbling blocks or tumbling tower <laughs> is Kenny Ortega to me. Jumping into our next one, we have, you know, another another solid board game here. Just a, another classic Scrabble. Um. Okay. To pose it another way, who is the grandma and grandpa of Roundnet? Because <laughs> it's an old game. That's correct. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, I, I'll take that. I'll take that connection. So, uh, Dylan Fogarty. Yes. Like, he's not I love actually that. that old. Don't let him convince you that he's actually. But he that loves old. to say he is. He loves to say he's old. Mm-hmm. And Scrabble, like, can be played by younger people typically a little older. He is a little older for the community. Um, and he scores a lot of points. He has a really good serve. Scores yeah. a lot of points. Um, and Scrabble, you have to think about, like, a decent amount. And Dylan thinks about the game a lot. Yeah, so he does. I'm going to go with Dylan Fogarty. Great call. Great call. I'm, I'm a big fan of that, yeah. And also, just to reiterate, Dylan, we love you. You're not that old. <laughs> like, No, he yeah. just loves to say it. So we're going to end with just a great one. Uh, hungry Hungry Hippos. You know, it's a childhood game we've all played. Who is the Hungry Hungry Hippo of the Roundnet community? Ooh, okay. This is going to be another weird connection. Um, <laughs> I'm like the king of that. Uh, hey, we're here for it. So Hungry Hungry Hippos is a game about taking pellets from the middle and trying to get them from everybody else, right? <laughs> so my comparison is Ryder Reba. What? Oh, just wait. Okay. Because he's taking the spotlight from every other player and oh. every other team because he comes onto the scene and he just – and he's young, right? And so, like, he's a young player to round that and young in general. Um, he's, like, 19. Um, I know, like, people might think he's older, but he's young. And Hungry Hippos is a game for a younger audience. Um, <laughs> so, I'm going to say Ryder Riva taking the spotlight okay. from everybody. Ryder, taking top player spots from other people. Okay. Ryder, if you're listening to this, uh, Gasway thinks you're four to five years old, um, <laughs> or I, or at least have the mentality of one. It's not something Only to be sometimes. ashamed of. I play the Only game at 3 all the time. a.m. when we're at the Spike House and we're just chilling. <laughs> okay, actually, in that case, 95 percent of people people in the Spikeball community are four to five years old. So yeah, yeah. okay, mm-hmm. we're set. Yeah. All right, so we are going to jump into a brand new segment. This is fresh off the press, everyone, and we cannot wait to bring you. So we are jumping into this or that. And basically how it's going to work is we are going to pose a question and then go through a couple of different answer options. And basically, guess what? You're going to have to choose this or that. So our question today is who would you rather have on your team in a game of round it. Now, starting off, our first option, Tyler, but in PJ's body, or Kenny Ortega in Patrick Drucker's body. Who would you rather have on your team in a game of round that? Ooh, okay. Um, Kenny in Drucker's body would just, like, break so many bones. <laughs> it would be insane. Like, can you imagine Drucker diving the way that Kenny dives for everything? Oh, man. He would no, He would be gone. Like, bracket play would be the worst. Pool play, <laughs> I'm sure he could last for, like, three games. But bracket would be terrible. So I'm going to go with Tyler and PJ's body because I feel like PJ's mindset is basically the same as Ty's mindset. All right. They're on the same All right. page. That's a solid, solid, just clean choice. I like it. Um. 
The next one, and this is very important. We really want your take. Curious George or Clifford the Big Red Dog? Okay, not to make another Kenny and Drucker reference. (laughs) In my mind, this is basically Kenny and Drucker. Um, Obviously, Kenny is Clifford. Just kidding. Kenny is not Clifford. Um, No, I'd I'd probably take Curious George. He's fast and uh, small. Small and fast, and uh, that reminds me of Tyler. Um, so, yeah, and then Clifford is just like, he would step on the net every single time. So, <laughs> fair point. <laughs> just just a little information here to add to this and maybe change your mind. Officially, according to Google, Clifford the Big Red Dog is about 25 feet tall. So, That's it's like absurd. it's like director on steroids. <laughs> Imagine how, how, how is he supposed to hit the ball? <laughs> With his tail. <laughs> but the accuracy... Dude, he is a beast with that tail, okay? He's I, basically I believe you. swinging from the trees, except the trees would fall down and break. So, like, <laughs> okay. honestly... I just think he, he would wreck the net. He would just destroy it. That's he, right. needs like, he needs, like, the rookie XXXXXXL. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so man. you're saying he's too big? Yeah, too big, too big. All right. He's definitely All right. mad. All right, I'm, I, not, I I'm not mad that. at it. I'm not yeah, mad I respect that. All right, so our next one, this or that, Clark Marshall or Chris Hornacek. But here's the kicker. Neither of them have their facial hair. Not sure if anyone has seen, but Clark always is styling with that beard. You know, we've, we've compared him to Zeus on this podcast before. And, and Chris Hornacek, guys, if, if you haven't seen the stash, oh, my goodness. You got you to gotta see it. It's starting <laughs> to resemble, like, the pirate captains of old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like – He's like he's he literally has and he he was talking to me. He has mustache oil that he uses <laughs> to like twist it around his fingers so it does the coils or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's that long. Yeah, hey, he's dedicated. So obviously, two men styling with their facial hair. So who would you rather have on your team for a game around that? Clark Marshall or Chris Hornacek? But they do not have their facial hair. So I compare Clark to Thor, um, oh, so, yes. or Samson in the biblical comment. Oh, yes. Uh, biblical stories. Mm-hmm. Um, if, anyone, if anyone knows, they, he cut his hair and lost all his power. So I'm going to say... Oh, man. I think that Clark, without the beard, probably becomes like an intermediate player. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um, so I'm going to go with Chris Hornacek. You know, he's not on top anymore, but he's like grinding in his basement. You know, and uh, I think right now the reason he can't get a cut serve is because the beard's getting in the way. He's just oh. going to cut it. He's and then he's got a cut serve. Cut I, it I, and then cut it. Cut oh. it and then cut it. That's a great. Oh, that's what it is. That is hundred percent what it is. Okay. Cut it and then you can cut it. You made that's the it. you made the connection, and there's no other choice now. Exactly. Yep. Some somebody send it to him at at Chris Hornacek. Dude, we will literally put that in Seahorn the description spikes. that we put on Facebook. Cut this <laughs> segment. Chris cut the beard and then cut the ball. <laughs> yeah, something like that. All right. Uh, <laughs> moving on to the next one, Tony the Tiger, because you know cereal, uh, or Captain <laughs> Crunch. Okay, Captain Crunch has like way too similar of a body type as me. Um, We're short, kind of stocky dudes. So that's probably not good because I can't move very well. I can't move very fast. Yeah, keep in and, mind like, that Captain Crunch won't. also is like 50 plus. 
So old. Yeah, there's no way. Like, yeah, I, I got to go with Tony the Tiger. He's, he's young. He's fast. Uh, he might be annoying, you know, when he's talking, but I'm sure he'll <laughs> be in the game. Just That's- imagine playing with Tony the Tiger, and after every time, you win a point. They're that. great. <laughs> we're going. We're going with Tony the Tiger, and honestly, you know, great choice, great choice. So our our next one that we have this or that: Darth Vader or Luke Skywalker. Um. So didn't like both of them like lose a hand or something? Yeah. So they're like one hand. Might have happened at some point or another. They did, but they both got high tech robotic mm-hmm. arms. Honestly, mm-hmm. they okay. might have more power than they did before. Um, okay. I'm going to go with maybe a controversial choice. I'm going to go with Darth Vader. Yes. Because Whoa. I think he's going to force lightning our opponents, you know, and then but is that... it might be cheating. might be cheating. I was maybe say... a little. And then we win because is... they can't play. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, is that an automatic DQ? Um, I mean, nobody has to know. Like, no, <laughs> I I heard that nobody nobody knows that Darth Vader has force powers. What? Yeah, oh yeah, of course mm-hmm. not. Yeah, the no, helmet's no, not no a one, dead no giveaway. One knows that. Yeah, yeah. It only people would only notice if he broke a set. But as long as he's not breaking a right. set, like we're fine. All right. Also, Darth Vader is aggressive. Okay, Luke Skywalker like went hit in the mountains. Oh, oh, guys. Like- no All right, guys. We're just gonna move right to the next segment, uh, which is week in review. Now, we had two tournaments uh, last weekend. One was the PRA, Players' Roundnet Association Super Cup. Uh, and the results there were relatively predictable, I would say. We had Toast mm-hmm. taking first in two games. I think all their series were two games. Mm-hmm. Uh, second was Addy and Kyle, and while it was, uh, which is Addison, Powers, and Kyle Ackerman. And while it was two games, they were tight, I think, at least – one of them went extras. Yeah, definitely game one went into extras. And then in third place, the latest young buck coming out of the East, uh, Patrick Chu playing with Jordan Taylor. Mm-hmm. So is he in the East? Yeah, he is. Virginia's is the from? East. Virginia. Oh, he's from Virginia? Yeah, okay. baby. I didn't Virginia know. boys. Oh. Yeah. So Pacone. Wait, does he play for your school? Sadly, he does not. Well, I think he's Wait, six, he's in high school. He's 16. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, he's a junior in high school right now. <laughs> That's Jordan, crazy. Come to Virginia Tech. Go Hokies. <laughs> um, I watched a little bit of the stream with Chu and Jordan, the semis versus Chu and Jordan versus Addy and Kyle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jordan looked very good. Uh, he was hitting some really good serves. Yeah, he was ripping them. He, he hit a stupid lefty. Like, yeah. Stupid left. Yeah. Uh, other than that, um, like I think he just played well. And just you know, Addy and Kyle, like that's a great team. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, one, one thing. Okay, go go for it, Solomon. No, you go ahead. One thing I want to touch on too. Um, we know that Toast did take first place, but I was really, really impressed with Addison and Kyle in the finals and just how yeah. well and how close I they agree. played Toast. It was widely considered a top five team in the country, um, especially defensively. Yeah, really, really impressed. Addison was all over the place, getting touch and, after touch. And Kyle um, was right there too. He, he yeah, was running Kyle down was balls. Too. Kyle was a, a long guy, getting a lot of touches. Just I was really, really impressed. And honestly, like we, there's a lot of hype 
around Addison as a player. And there's, there's definitely some around Kyle too, but a, a little bit less than Addison, I would say, but for two, you know, kind of uh, at least Addison being a borderline top 20 player and Kyle being, um, I think most would consider a borderline top 40, um, at least top 40 player. Yeah. At least um, to take, you know, two probably considered top 15 players yeah. in the world to, even though it was two games to a really, really close series and extras in both of those is really impressive and says a lot about the work that they've been putting in. Totally agree. Kyle is playing more round net than I think he's ever played in his life. hundred um, percent. He moved to the Southeast and he's just traveling everywhere and, but I feel like Kyle's playing a new tournament every weekend. I think um, Kyle actually cares about round net again, and I love yeah, it. Yeah, yep. I had the the privilege of playing with Kyle um, in Chicago Grand Slam. Um, Twenty nineteen when we had tournaments. Yeah, when we had <laughs> when we had tournaments. Uh, and Kyle, like you could tell, like his skills were there. It just like when he like cared, like he would goof off or whatever, and we would like go down mm-hmm. a couple points, and then as soon as he's like, oh, I care about this game, it's like, boom, flip the switch, and just, like, brings us back, and I'm like, you're nasty. Like, 100%. What? Yeah. So Kyle's a very good player. I think he's underrated because people are like, oh, he's one of those Ohio State, like, goofballs. But, like, he's actually, like, really good. Yeah. Uh, one more thing I wanted to say about this tournament was they got third, but Patrick True has a reverse. And I don't. Yeah, he does. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's, that's unfortunate. Um, <laughs> he hits the ball so fetching hard, has a great cut, great jam, and now he has. And the reverse was fast. Like I, mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was a reverse at first. I thought it was just mm-hmm. a jam, and then I was like, "Oh gosh." Uh, so did you? I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was like there was two points in a row, or two two times in a row where. Chu aced Addison. They're teammates on Ghosted, for anyone who doesn't yeah. know. Yep. Uh, Chu aced Addison with a reverse. And then whenever Addison got the ball, Addison aced Chu on a reverse. <laughs> it's just like, that's absurd. Just like, that's if both of them have them, and they were both good. They had ghost on ghost on crime. Yeah. And they, it's, <laughs> you could see them laughing because they were just like, they knew. Like, they were like, I'm going yeah. to ace my partner on a reverse, whatever. It was sick. Yeah, that's that, awesome. That was the highlight of the semis for me was those like yeah. probably four points where they like went back and forth. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. All right, it's so just a really entertaining tournament overall. Yeah, go ahead, Solomon, take it yeah, away. Yeah, so I was just gonna say after that tournament, let's just real quick go through the other tournament. Uh, arguably a little more competitive, not necessarily higher quality players, but maybe a little closer. Uh, in skill level, with Toast kind of taking that, like, expected to take the other tourney. Uh, mm-hmm. We had an Albuquerque, New Mexico tourney with Infinite, Sam Buckman, and Jacob Pear taking first. Uh, second place was actually Luke Marshall and Matthew Burroughs, which mm-hmm. was an upset over the team that ended up taking third to a lot of people, Frederick Hinkle and Caleb Cummings. Yeah. Yeah, and we saw it too. Definitely the the semis matchup with Luke and Matt Burrows against Frederick and Caleb. Caleb Cummings had actually had a lot of success out in California. He and Matt Ortlip took Ryder and Jacob Payer 
to three games in the finals of the Riverside tournament out there, I believe it was. It was the um, first Huntington Beach journey. Yeah, the first Huntington Beach journey. And Caleb was getting a lot of hype coming off that tournament. His serves yeah. were coming off low and fast, and he was he was hitting some stupid serves. But um, really, really surprised by that. And, you know, especially Frederick playing against two Texas guys. He yeah. has a lot of experience against Texas players. And I can tell from talking to him, he feels really confident against any Texas player that he plays for the most part. So yeah, just think, really surprised to see that. I think the other interesting thing is that Caleb also lives in Texas. Yeah. Um, a lot of the year, like he's there all year for college. He's just back in California for COVID, I think. Yep. Uh, so the fact that they dropped to two other Texas players was very surprising. That being said, Burroughs is a dirty lefty. He really is. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the highlight they posted on Weissbox Instagram, but he hits this lefty cut that is one of the dirtier things I've ever seen. Bro, that was insane. Yep. Yeah. Like, I saw that, and I was like, no way. <laughs> like, are you joking? Like, you look at Sam, and, like, it's not like it, it was actually about to hit him, but, like, he turns because he's like, oh, that's, like, you know, a foot from me. <laughs> Like, almost yeah. 90 degrees. Like, yeah. that's a ridiculous... And what's and my favorite part of the play, Burroughs didn't even celebrate. He just turned and walked to the next position. He was like, all right, I'll yeah, do it yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, just was, was really, really impressed by Burroughs serving. And Luke Marshall, too, um, a very underrated player. Part of Carnage, which is him and Rahul Murthy, um, a preseason top 25 team. Um, but Luke also played last year on the B team at Texas A&M with Frederick Hinkle, and they did really, really well at some tournaments. You know, there was um, the UGA. Um, obviously, we didn't have college nationals at University of Maryland this past season, but the season before, I think they actually beat Cal Poly's B team. Um, I do. And Luke was a big part of that, and just Luke is yeah. – um, just a, a model of consistency in the game and a, a really scrappy player. Yeah, um, right on Just defense. trying to get lots of defensive touches and um, really someone who you can trust to kind of put serves on. I've also heard that he has a deceptively good lefty serve. That's what I've seen as well. Uh, I've watched some film on him uh, from, from some of the tourneys him and Rahul have played. And good righty-lefty fakes and his left mm-hmm. jumps a lot, a lot more than you would think. Uh, yeah. So that gets some people, and you know, hats off to him and Matt. They played really well and took second. Yeah. It was, in my opinion, it was an unfortunate finals. I think. Um, I mean, it was double limb. Somebody mm-hmm. correct me if I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah, you're right. Pretty sure it was double yep. limb. Um, and they played very well. I think. And Sam Buckman, if you guys are involved in the community, um, in the SRA Facebook group, just posted a like kind of an article, an essay uh, on pockets. Yeah. Because apparently at this tournament, he was kind of lost on what a pocket is and what a pocket isn't. Um, and so that's like a huge thing kind of going on right now. A lot of people are talking about mm-hmm. it. Um, but from the stream that I saw, and like you can never, like, of course, I'm great at, you know, being an observer through a stream. Mm, yeah. LOL. As like, are, that, that as just are doesn't exist. So, yeah, right, exactly. So, but from what I saw, uh, Sam and specifically Payer, um, Payer does hit high, so his serves come a lot higher um, often. Like he doesn't have a low toss. Yeah. But 
I saw a lot of lips that were played or they got ace, they took aces on lips uh, in that finals. And I saw, I would say probably four to six of them in the finals. And that's like, that's really tough when you, cause, and I'm sure that they were like, if one team is like, well, I thought that was fine. And the other team's not. And then it's a replay. Like the more that happens, the more pockets you're going to play because you don't want to argue. Like you don't, or you don't want to argue and you don't want like there to be any questions. And so I think that Luke and Matt just kind of like saw a bunch of those happen and they were just like, okay, well, it is what it is. You know, like let's play these and just get through it. Or they didn't know it was a lip um, when like it clearly looked like a lip to us. The commentators, whoever's by, I think it was Matt Cole, uh, was by the camera and he was just like, yeah, uh, that was a lip. They probably shouldn't have played that. And that's unfortunate because you would like to see a different outcome maybe. Um, maybe a closer finals or maybe like they take the first series and then they play an actual second series to determine the winner. Um, that would have been nice. But Yeah, for sure. Unfortunate finals, but not to take away from Payer and Sam's win because they're both phenomenal players and mm-hmm. they're a great team. Yeah, so I think they were they preseason. to win the finals. I think they were preseason number 11. Um, so, obviously a really high-quality team. Um, and I didn't get to watch the finals, but I did hear that Matt and Luke played them really well, as did Frederick mm-hmm. and Caleb. Uh, just yeah. unfortunate how it worked out. So, good, good tournament, obviously. Yeah, and with that, that is all that we have for you guys today. Um, first of all, Gasway, thank you so much for joining us. It has been a pleasure. Thank you for letting us pick your brain about production, about content, about um, board games, and um, just a lot of cereal. fun things. Um, cereal. <laughs> oh man, we're gonna we're gonna make you a cereal lover yet. Mark my words, Gasway. Um, all right, maybe. <laughs> We'll see what happens. But, yeah, um, guys, if you haven't, go follow SRA on Instagram and on YouTube. Gasaway is putting a ton of great ta- content together for them, the Feature Fridays. He's also working on some production stuff like the new Michigan Tourney stuff that he just put out recently. Yeah. Um, and stay tuned for big things coming in the future. Just from knowing Andrew Gasaway, I think Solomon and I can both say he has a passion for this stuff and he is willing to do what it takes to make these things happen. And he is doing it because, again, he loves Roundnet and because he loves you guys and wants to put a clean and polished product out for you guys. So show him some love. If you see him at a tournament and you see him anywhere, um, just give him a big thank you for all that he's doing and all the work that he's putting in. Um, but, yeah, Gasway, thank you so much for being on with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, dude, it was awesome talking with y'all. Um that's going to be that's sadly going to be it for this episode and we'll see you around the realm